Hello, Widespread Wellness listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I am going to be sharing an interview with you today that I was able to do with Lauren Roberts. She is the founder of Womb Tree Alchemy. She has created a really beautiful platform through her work that helps women circle together um, in sisterhood to do important work that they feel called to do, living out their life's muse. Um, She also helps women go deeper into exploring their relationship with their cycles, both with their bodies and also with the moon. Um, She integrates ancient wisdom, self-care, personal ritual, and creative expression. And we will chat with her a little bit more about things that she offers on her website, but she does have a really great offering coming up, the She's Rising Circle. You can learn more about that through listening to the interview, and I'll also give you a reminder at the end. I hope you enjoy. Thanks, Lauren, for joining me. Yeah. Um, So Lauren is the founder of Womb Tree Alchemy. She is a ritual facilitator, a feminine empowerment coach, and a self-proclaimed eternal student of moon magic. Would that be a good way to describe you? I would say so. (laughs) Okay. Um, So we'll just jump in, and can you start sharing a little bit about your story and how you arrived here doing this type of work that you're doing with women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, gosh, it started a real long time ago, (laughs) I think. Um, I have sort of had an interest in human psychology and um, the way the way that we show up in the world, the way that we think, the way that we act and like where that comes from both in the way that we've been raised but also in these like deep soul like lineages that we carry um so I've always had kind of an interest in like the occult and the weird and the and the different and the hidden um and so that's kind of like my sort of witchy alternative approach sort Mm -hmm. of comes in there Uh, but then really like the coaching and the sort of guiding through transformation started I mean really just with friends and with you know the women that I was living with and the women that I was sitting in circle with Um, I guess it really started in San Francisco Um, and just like holding space for massive transformation and holding space for these <laughs> <laughs> we have a little creature flying these, around us in a meadow <laughs> um, for these like moments that we all kind of go through in our own way mm-hmm. and um, I just kept finding myself in this position of holding space and um, you know posing questions for people that allowed them to see themselves in a way that they hadn't been able to see themselves before mm-hmm. and so I kept coming finding myself in this position and um, before going into like feminine empowerment I was working in nutrition and sort of giving people an alternative to the standard American diet and again I just kept finding myself working with women about their cycles and coming up against you know uh, problems with this was the biggest one that I kept coming up against is problems with making changes for themselves because like their friends or their parents or their partners weren't willing to make the change and so not feeling empowered to do 
what's right for them mm-hmm. because other people mm-hmm. have these like beliefs and systems that they've set up and so like doing what's right for other people rather than doing what's right for themselves mm-hmm. um, and it just kept coming up and so I kind of shifted my work from um, I used to be womb tree wellness mm-hmm. and it was sort of about like helping women get their nutrition and their lifestyles aligned for their cycles and now I really focus on the personal alchemy side mm-hmm. of things um, a lot of mindset work a lot of um, you know kind of diving into the deeper wounds and like these deep-seated belief systems that we have that are really keeping us from showing up mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you mentioned that because on the way here when we were talking that word like alchemy you know even though we're familiar with that word it carries a lot you know just that word and so I was trying to think about what <clears throat> that would look like for you mm-hmm. to be kind of you know this sort of modern day alchemist and I love yeah just thinking about that or what that looks like and what does that mean like if someone were to be new to that idea well how would you describe that totally um so alchemy is this process of on the most simple basic level it's the process of turning lead into gold and um during the dark ages personal magic and herbalism and all of these sort of ancient traditions were being sort of stamped out and only systems that benefited you know the church and the governmental um, sort of systems were allowed to stay alive And so alchemy became this like sacred teaching for magicians and masters of science and masters of energy and space. And it really became this secret language of transformation. So on the surface, they're turning lead into gold, but really the conversation is about this deep inner work Mm -hmm. and this deep transformation of the self and of the collective Mm -hmm. and turning the lead that we have and the, the base metals and the base material and the energy around us into our gold and into the most valuable substance right mm-hmm. um, you know for for the church or for the king or for you know the government money and gold is this idea of like the highest good right mm-hmm. like everyone's going for the big dollars mm-hmm. but really the value like value comes from and worth comes from within and I think that this idea of personal alchemy is this transformation of all of the pain and trauma and suffering and joy and all of all of the life experience it's transforming it into something that's valuable Mm -hmm. and transforming it into something that's valuable for ourselves but also for our communities and for um you know the people around us and the people who are seeking our healing there's Mm -hmm. people out there who like are seeking our healing and i believe that everyone has like some soul medicine or some um, you know, personal alchemy that they can share mm-hmm. with an, someone else and someone else can grow from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's sort of, there's, it's kind of a, kind of a play on words. Cause I, I definitely identify with this archetype of witch and sort of this external alchemy of mm-hmm. like using herbs and, um, playing with crystals and working with energy outside of myself. But it also is this idea of working within and taking that hard stuff and that, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
the tough life experience and turning it into gold for myself mm-hmm. and for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a rootedness in it, right? For mm-hmm. sure. Um, well, and I know just and just by like you know getting f- more familiar with the womb tree alchemy, the the ancient knowledge and the ritual is really embedded in what you're doing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering, I guess, <clears throat> how when you started to pay attention a little more um, just to the moon cycle and mm-hmm. what was going on maybe in that elemental place, what happened to your own self-healing or what, what's kind of, can you share a little bit about your story there? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That's, um, so that does go back to, I mentioned living in San Francisco. I lived in a house with, I think there was four or five of us there and then our best friends lived around the corner so there was like at any given time like six to ten women like hanging out Mm -hmm. in our space or in their space and lots of spontaneous women's circles and lots of you know full moon rituals and howling on the rooftops and Mm -hmm. just like real good Mm -hmm. sister magic Mm -hmm. um and so I was like pretty aware of like the power of the full moon Um, I would say at a pretty young age Um, and then as I started doing these women's circles we started working with the new moon energy and that was like super expansive for me and I actually found out like I was born under the new moon and a lot of my work has been really focused around this like this this point of reset this refresh this you know we're constantly moving through these cycles and when it feels really low and heavy and dense, like that's because you're moving through that dark moon phase and about to come through into the new moon. Mm -hmm. And so the new moon was a huge, um, just like anchoring point for me Mm -hmm. in this practice. And then oddly enough, I fell in love and moved into a van with a man. And he was again, a really powerful anchor for me. And we traveled for like three months in a van going to different music festivals and playing gongs and it was a big summer adventure but for three months I was living underneath the sky mm-hmm. we were sleeping in tents mostly and I was really able to track myself with the moon mm-hmm. and I noticed that like um, I was you know I was bleeding with the full moon and how my energy would shift when it was new moon and then when it was it was just it was so visceral I could feel my shifting body um, in relationship to the moon and as soon as I tapped into that my cycle switched I switched to bleeding with the new moon and ovulating with the full moon and it was like that for years mm-hmm. until just a few cycles ago um, but that really gave me a whole framework for just understanding my cyclic nature mm-hmm. for understanding those like that like darkness and that depth um, that we can get into sometimes mm-hmm. um, it just gave me a lot of perspective on sort of everything that I've been going through for the last 20 some odd years um and it made me feel less crazy yeah (laughs) it made me feel um more powerful Mm -hmm. and this cycle that had been like I felt like it had been like an oppressive um character in my life all of a sudden became like a part of like my muse team you know Mm -hmm. like this this like team of inspiration inspirational energies that we get to interact with Mm -hmm. and the moon had been that and as I got closer with the moon I realized like that same cycle was within me Mm -hmm. and that was like the big like whoa like celebration yeah totally yeah yeah yeah. absolutely that's so great and did I was I reading something on your website about pain-free periods were you 
yeah, yeah, I did that yeah. for a while, um, and I still, it's still part of my practice. Um, I've kind of gotten away from the pain-free period um, name just because I have a friend who's doing really deep work with that, and that's kind oh, of like yeah. her slogan. And yeah. I like, I'm, I was, I'm so supportive of that. But we were kind of getting what we were getting at when we were doing that work together, and what I still think is a really potent mindset shift mm -hmm. is this idea of pain being tension in the body mm. and um, for myself like when I experience deep menstrual pain or like extreme cramping or something it's generally a message to me that like I either didn't treat my body well or that something big is coming mm. or um, you know it's like this it's like a a data report. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I can't remember who said this, but it's become just like a part of the way that I talk about um, periods specifically, but it's like a receipt mm -hmm. from everything that goes on in the month. Mm. And the more and the heavier and the like tougher it is, is this like list of all the things mm. that we're processing for mm -hmm. ourselves and for the collective. And so this idea of pain-free periods is more of a mindset shift mm -hmm. of the pain being tension and the tension having a message mm -hmm. and really shifting my perspective around that was huge in like understanding my body mm -hmm. and being more compassionate for myself mm -hmm. you know it's not just like I have a low pain tolerance because I don't it's that like I have there's tension that I'm experiencing and like it's requiring me to process it and if I think of it differently then it they like creates more space for me to do that work. Mm -hmm. um, my friend Lily, who is, uh, she, she is a hardcore pain-free period advocate, and mm -hmm. um, she has really wonderful nutrition like protocols that will knock out period pain. But it's for me, it's more about the mindset shift, and mm -hmm. it's more about this. Um, change that we can make within ourselves to process pain differently because I think that deleting pain entirely from our lives is not really really realistic yeah. you know we're going to come up against those hard mm -hmm. things in our life yeah. and so understanding how to process it and where in your body you know you can lean into when you're experiencing pain in other places mm -hmm. I think is a really powerful tool yeah yeah I feel like it's interesting too when we look back at <clears throat> some of our first memories that we have as a menstruating woman, you know, where we were at and what we were doing. And mm -hmm. I can remember being a teenager and having these same feelings I do as being in my 30s now, looking forward to my cycle coming mm -hmm. um, and not really understanding why, but hearing people like, oh, you know, I'm like being, yeah, kind of dreading it, right? Yeah. And me uh, just looking forward to that um, the slow and the grounding of it, mm. you know, and how it works with other elements of our body. I have a lot of fire going on in my body, so I don't know. Well, I don't know exactly know what that means. I just mm -hmm. know that it, there's something that feels really stable about it and grounding, you know, when it does come. And, um, <clears throat> so I wonder before, I want to talk about some of the offerings on your website, but I wonder if we could, um, maybe just touch on how busy busy women because let's just face it we're all like busy in some way right yeah. um how we can just kind of realistically 
tap into that, um, even whether it's just maybe paying attention, right? Like you were mm-hmm. saying to the full moon. What what are we gonna? What are we bringing in on the full moon? What are we focusing on for the new moon? Um, just I guess small and sustainable ways to deeper that relationship with our personal cycle. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So. Um, my sort of like my first tip for pretty much like every woman that I work with um, who's interested in doing more work with their personal cycle which is a majority of the women that I'm working with mm-hmm. um, my first bit of advice is start tracking your personal cycle even if it's just like on a like note on your phone mm-hmm. um, or like in a journal with the moon so if you like go through my journal entries my it's, it's all over like my journal entries my um, like notes for my business development anytime I'm writing a date I'm also writing where the moon is at mm-hmm. and so like that's just like a part of my like you know like when you write the date at the top of paper I write July 6th waning moon yeah like so I'm just constantly aware of that and then um, however you track your own cycle, if you have that in an app on your phone, or if you have that, you know, if you're tracking it through, um, like the fertility awareness method, you can just kind of like make a little extra note in there, like where's the moon at? Mm -hmm. And I kind of think of the moon as sort of like this intense, like flashlight almost. Mm -hmm. And so the full moon is like a shining light on everything that needs to be brought to light. Mm -hmm. Um, So like you think of this like full moon madness, right? People feeling crazy around the full moon. That's like when they're being stifled and not being allowed to bring their their truth and their fullness out in the full moon. Mm -hmm. Like that's that craziness around the full moon because we're being oppressed. Mm -hmm. So tracking how you feel during and where your cycle's at during different phases of the moon will help you see how those are interacting. Mm-hmm. And like I often find, just for an example, so when I'm um, when I menstruate with the new moon, when I'm bleeding with the new moon, it's a very internal process. It's mm-hmm. very like safe and quiet and like you said, rooted. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels very nurturing, but it's very internal, very personal. And I'm much, I'm like much more prone to retreating mm-hmm. than I am to like sharing my darkness mm-hmm. or, or like reaching out to other people mm-hmm. and to help them with their darkness. But my cycle, it's really interesting as my business picks up, as I'm like moving into this sort of role of being like a leader and a healer of this cycle of like awakening the cycle within women, mm-hmm my cycle has flipped to bleeding with the full moon Mm -hmm. because I'm like bringing this like darkness and this deep depth out Mm -hmm. right so the the moon is like kind of calling me to like bring this out into the world caregiving essentially right yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. it is there's definitely a sense of caregiving yeah and you know now just to kind of like go one step further with that ovulating with the new moon is sort of this creative process in the dark it's sort of like I'm learning how to make how to do this business I'm learning how to expand and um, grow in something I've never done before Mm -hmm. and so it's this like creation this ovulation or creation process happening in the new moon or in the darkness it's just really like poetic and beautiful and like um, I need to like hire a poet to write a poem about it. <laughs> there are poets. Every poet is inspired by the moon. I should and just write a book of yes. poetry yeah. for the lunar calendar. Uh, yes. Cool. Totally. Which I guess the wee moon calendar 
Yeah, it's I a love great resource. Yeah, also. I actually love WeMoon. It's a little small for me to actually do my planning in it, but mm-hmm. I buy it because I love all the like imagery and poetry. And oh, it's also beautiful. And it's such a beautiful, um, and it's Pacific Northwest like dated, so it makes it like the, it's very accurate with all the full moons and the new moons mm-hmm. for us here. Nice. Yeah, it would be neat if like every community could have the little WeMoon yeah. thing going on that right. women could contribute to. Anyway, there's so many fun directions to go. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, so the full moon even, and I found too, it's like the simple, simple things that feel really good. Like just giving, creating space on a full moon to journal for 20 minutes mm. about what's going on or doing a reading or something from wherever, you, you know, you feel comfortable or called to do it with. Um, and the new moon shedding, right? Or is it bringing in? It's, it's interesting. So the full moon for me is really about like perspective and um, taking a moment to reflect on all that's coming to fruition. Mm. For me, the dark moon is, which is like this, like these couple of days, the waning moon, which is where we're at now. I'm not sure when this is going to be posted, but um, where we're at now, the moon is waning and then we move into this dark moon phase where there's no moon in the sky. That's really about release and letting go and making space Mm. so that when we move into the new moon, we have that spaciousness yeah. to just like get into where we want to go for the next cycle. Mm-hmm. So it really like sets the framework for this whole like manifestation mm-hmm. process for this whole, like, you know, going through your own emotions. The moon is such a powerful framework for doing so much deep personal work. Yeah. It's, I've, I've yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can go mm-hmm. on and on and on about it. I know, it's so it. true. You could just do it. Um, so I w- it would be nice to share with listeners some of the things that you're offering on the website. The She's Rising Circle was one that caught my eye. And mm. you don't have to be here in Eugene, Oregon to do that, right? Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So She's Rising Circle is um, a ongoing container is my idea. I have a private network that's off Facebook where... I will host all the content and exclusive content that I'm creating in the future and um, lots of good stuff on there, all my favorite resources. But so this is a place, this community is where I've been hosting all of my clients. And um, my idea is to create this She's Rising Circle as sort of an initiation into this space mm-hmm. um, for women who aren't going to be doing like a three-month pro- one-on-one program mm-hmm. with me, for women who are just looking for deep community to support them as they step up mm-hmm. as leaders and healers and change makers in their mm-hmm. communities. Um, so it's a three-week initiation into this ongoing sisterhood. And um, I'm going to be sending out um, ceremonial cacao kits mm. to yeah oh, um, from Firefly Cacao they're phenomenal um, I can actually share the link with you from them and that'd be so awesome you, I'll if, include it in the link here for people too totally yeah, yeah if listeners are interested it's a phenomenal source for really high grade um, raw cacao and so I'll be sending those kits out and the initiation is three group calls where we just lay this foundation for ourselves to really rise up as you know these healers and leaders that we've been called to step you know to step up as in this life Mm -hmm. and um the first call is really just setting the foundation but then we'll have two cacao rituals 
um, in the state in like in the comfort of your own home um, through Zoom, and then I also include um, a one-on-one to sort of integrate everything that comes up and mm-hmm. you know really help you create a launching pad for yourself mm-hmm. as you know you launch into this this world of of um, living your purpose. Mm-hmm. And there's just so many women who are like waking up to this call Mm -hmm. and I work with a lot of them and a lot of them are looking for community and support um, on a really real level and Mm -hmm. so I'm just really cultivating a space where we can continue to grow with one another Um, and I I include cacao because it has been such a potent ritual for me Mm -hmm. and it's a it's like a deep heart medicine so talk about getting in line with alignment with your truth um and feeling really centered uh cacao is a potent medicine for that so i'm just really excited will you talk a little bit more about that like maybe just touch on it yeah absolutely um so cacao is a superfood sacred plant medicine out of the amazon and it has you might You've definitely eaten it um, in chocolate, but I think chocolate is a a watered-down, diluted version of what ceremonial cacao um, is and what ceremonial cacao can do for us. So the idea is that you create um, a cup with intention. I use very simple ingredients, um, just pure raw cacao paste uh, and uh, water, couple of spices and maybe a teeny bit of honey Mm -hmm. and I keep the temperature really low and it's just like a very like intentional process Mm -hmm. and this ritual of making an intentional cup and calling in the plant um, the plant spirits and my ancestors and working with you know not just cacao as a plant energy but lots of different lots of different this is kind of woo woo and out there but lots of different elemental energies yeah um cacao has been a really powerful portal for me because it allows me to just be really centered and um you know increase my heart vibration and just sink into that mm-hmm. powerful center that I have yeah. um so it's been a really powerful tool and I've been really lucky to have some phenomenal teachers who have worked really closely with um you know Amazonian elders and uh, there is a lot of different traditions around cacao and there isn't really like one like lineage Mm -hmm. and so I feel really good about sharing the medicine because the people of the Amazon know that it's heart medicine and um, I've heard from multiple um, from multiple people who have traveled in Central and South America from people who have experienced you know what would be considered traditional cacao ceremonies is there is the story that when the red when the earth is when the people of the earth are ready to heal their hearts the cacao spirit will leave the amazon to Mm. help them do this deep work Mm -hmm. and um i just feel good sharing this medicine and i feel good the sources that we're getting it from are supporting phenomenal like small family farms and it's it just feels really right to be sharing this medicine at this time for women who are ready to heal themselves and others yeah yeah. so awesome we need it yeah well well, you wouldn't have to convince me very much to (laughs) drink cacao and yeah have all these women female connections Mm. it's awesome 
So wombtreealchemy.com mm-hmm. right, is where yeah. we can find. And um, your Instagram is also wombtreealchemy. Yeah, it's uh, wombtree.alchemy cool. on Instagram. Wombtree.alchemy. And you are doing, so you, and you offer one-on-one circles and workshops, basically, um, here in Eugene, Oregon, or from a distance. Yeah, totally. I've cool. really been sinking into the one-on-one work, and that's super filling, fulfilling as well. Like getting to go really deep with one one woman in a session is phenomenal, but I love the group work. And I do also have a Facebook group that's really supportive and really um, just it's become such a sweet home, mm-hmm. you know, to check in and to, uh, it's growing exponentially. Uh, I mean, we've got like over 500 women in it and I started it less than a year ago and it's just really um, strong sisterhood. Awesome. So uh, I can include the link there as oh, well. That would be great. Okay. Yeah, I'll, we'll sh- include I'll share that with you. That sounds great. Yeah, it all totally. sounds so lovely totally. and resourceful, but also mm. nurturing to be able to step into a place where you're doing it with other women. Mm. Thank you, Lauren. We got to sit in the sun today and do this interview. And like all of the little flowers. I know. Everything's pretty magical here right now. It's so nice. So thank you. Mm. I just want to say thank you again to Lauren for taking the time out of her day to share with us a little bit about what she's doing with women in her community. And I'm also just wanting to share with listeners again about the opportunity to join the She's Rising Circle. Um, Taking this from Lauren's words, the She's Rising Circle is a sacred container for you as your gifts and truth come to the surface. It is an initiation into sisterhood that is founded upon self-care, creative expression, and personal ritual. There is still time to register for the very first cycle of the She's Rising Circle. You have until midnight on July 10th to claim your spot. And spaces are limited for this intimate initiation. So if you feel inspired to check that out, it sounds like a really lovely group of women um, diving into some really important work. So head on over to wombtreealchemy.com if you'd like to check it out. And again, you have until midnight on July 10th to claim your spot. Thanks, Lauren. And I hope you all enjoyed a little bit of her story.